Welcome back to the Ace Music Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Geraci, and you're tuned in to this week's newscast, where we cover all the going-ons in music. We got another great show for you this week. England is opening back up after COVID lockdowns. The Black Keys frontman Dan Auerbach announces his directorial debut, and the Foo Fighters put on a new disco persona. But let's go ahead and jump right in to this week's top stories. I hope you all are having a wonderful week. It's finally Friday, and we are heading into a wonderful weekend. We're going to start this week's stories with a story out of England. Uh, finally, the lockdown restrictions from the COVID-19 pandemic will be lifting on July 19th, this coming Monday. Uh, festivals, gigs, nightclubs, and more are set to return to England, um, and Prime Minister Boris Johnson encouraged businesses and venues to use the NHS app as a guidance for staying safe. Um, and as we talked about last week, over in Wales, they were, uh, they're were they slowly lifting their, their lockdowns, a lot slower than many other countries in the area. Um, but they are not... What venue, what venue owners and all those people are saying are, is there's not a... Uh, there's not really a plan for how to do it. There's no... Like, England has the NHS app. Over here in the, in the U.S., we have our own... Um, multi-phase plan of you know lifting restrictions and everything that each state kind of follows to their own fruition and but wales is just it's it's not there so it's good to see that england at least is has that um, venue owners and show organizers are hailing this day as a fantastic day for music so that's great to see um love seeing that it's you know it's all coming back <laughs> coming back together uh there is that delta plus variant going around but uh what i was seeing around is that if you're vaccinated most of the time you go asymptomatic uh so you're just a carrier but that just goes to show that we still need to be safe uh we still need to be smart we need to continue washing our hands and everything but uh we are definitely moving forward we're progressing and uh that's just exciting all around to see uh, more exciting news the Black Keys frontman, Dan Auerbach, is set to direct a documentary film about the late Dr. John. This is the first time that the guitarist will direct anything, um, and the film will cover the legendary New Orleans musician's life, music, and legacy. I'm a huge fan of both the Black Keys and Dr. John, uh, so this is exciting. I didn't expect... Uh, Auerbach to do this, but I am I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, I'm excited to see what kind of respect he pays to the legendary musician because uh, if you haven't heard Dr. John, I mean, I can go ahead and suggest one song you need to hear is Right Place, Wrong Time. Such a good song, and it's so funky, too. It's just, it's amazing. But calming down to some more serious news, the Blink-182 bassist Mark Hoppus continues the updates on his cancer diagnosis, uh, saying this past week he took a test that may very well determine if he lives or dies. There has not been an update on his results, uh, so we will keep you updated on that. But uh, he's been undergoing chemotherapy for at least the last three months, uh, and despite it all, Hoppus is confident he will recover and remains optimistic. Several uh, Blink-182 alumni, as well as his peers in the pop-punk scene, have voiced their undying support for the bassist and we here at ace music wish him the best as well uh 
moving on back the doors are back in the news uh after the 50th anniversary of jim morrison's death that we covered last week starting with the doors guitarist robbie krieger he is set to release a memoir titled set the night on fire uh, this is the first time the guitarist will release an in-depth account of his time in the band. There is no release date yet, but um, that I know of. Let me see if the story updated. And because this is going to be... Oh, here we go. October 12th is when this will release. Um, over 300 pages uh, and readers can expect to learn never-before-told stories from the door's vital years as well as new perspectives on the band's iconic moments. Um, let's see. Through a series of vignettes, Krieger takes readers back to where it all happened, the pawn shop where he bought his first guitar, uh, his parents' living room, where, he, where his first songwriting sessions with Jim Morrison took place, and the backyard parties and empty bars where the Doors played their first awkward gigs. This is really exciting. I mean, I'm obviously... Uh, a big fan of the doors it's <laughs> easy to tell but um it it's really cool to see that that this is is going on and um, i'm happy to see what robbie krieger has to say because he's been one of the more quiet members of the doors um and we have we don't we just don't really have much from him so it's exciting to see what he's going to tell us uh but more about the doors that we haven't heard before Jim Morrison is well, will be honored in a new all-encompassing documentary. The currently untitled film will focus more on Jim Morrison the man instead of Jim Morrison the lead singer. So uh, in Oliver Stone's film, 1991 film, The Doors, we had Van um, Val Kilmer play Jim Morrison in, in a almost caricaturized version. So it'll be interesting to see how this tackles covering the life of Jim Morrison compared to that. Uh, but the film will also feature never-before-seen concert footage, and I believe this does not have a release date yet. Well, it does not. So, and again, um, people are saying it's like another version of A Star is Born. So that's an interesting way to put it. Uh, the film is loosely scheduled for release in late 2022 to early 2023. So that's exciting to see that coming out, but we're going to move on. It's a great week for collaborations. Meek Mill and Lil Uzi Vert were s spotted shooting a music video together. Um, there's no confirmation, but a short clip was posted to the No Jumper Instagram, and it shows the pair lip-syncing together in front of a camera. They're standing around a group of people with motorcycles, and it's a song uh, that I've never heard before, but it, it's definitely something new, and it's exciting to see that coming out. And then Rihanna and ASAP Rocky were spotted shooting a music video together in New York. This comes shortly after the two confirmed that they are dating, so it'll be interesting to see what this dynamic duo has for us music listeners. But we're going to take it across the Pacific Ocean now, the Indonesian Broadcast Authority bans Bruno Mars, Ariana Grande, and Lil Nas X songs from daytime radio for obscene lyrics. The list contains 42 songs that are not to be played on air before 10 p.m. Uh, I'm looking at the list now, and I'm going through it, and it's a very interesting, um, a very interesting list. We have Bruno Mar like Bruno Mars songs. 
who I thought was relatively uh, innocent, I guess. Snoop Dogg's Drop It Like It's Hot. It, that's such an old song, I feel like. Why uh, why even bring it up now? Uh, so is Jay-Z's Empire State of Mind. Uh, we have uh, Post Malone's Psycho. We got trying to find there's a one republic song on there this is it's just very interesting icona pops i love it maybe bruno mars is the lazy song this one i don't really understand uh but in eminem's lose yourself but you know uh more power to indonesia i guess <laughs> for banning those songs before 10 p.m i'm sorry if you don't Stay up that late, but uh, uh, I mean, who listens to radio? You're listening to the show on a, a podcast service. You're not listening to this on radio. You, you know, I mean, I don't know anyone that really listens to radio anymore, uh, which is a shame because there were many great moments in radio history. But um, between advertising and streaming, it shot itself in the foot. It really did. So it's it's interesting that they announced this, but. At the same time, it's not the biggest news in the world, right? Um, but moving on, a mid-year study shows recorded music has a surge in 2021, led by uh, Olivia Rodrigo Taylor and Taylor Swift. Um, any lingering impact that COVID-19 had on American life did nothing to slow music's six-year growth streak, as MRC Data's 2021 mid-year report shows overall music consumption for the first six months up 13.5% over the same stretch of 2020. The gain outpaces the 11.6% year-over-year growth that the U.S. music market clocked in all 12 months of 2020. This is... It makes sense. I mean, lots of people are stuck at home, uh, working anymore, and I feel like I've seen a lot of offices that are like, you know what, we might as well continue on with this remote thing and um, continue working from home. So I feel like a lot of people, myself included, I like to have a little bit of music on in the background, and it just makes sense that normally you're not really allowed to do that at work because it's a work environment, and you know you need to stay quiet on behalf of your coworkers. But when you're home and you're alone, like podcasts, like this show, and uh, music are really your best friends anymore. At least they are for me. So it all makes sense. But continuing on with the same thread, uh, vinyl sales outsold cds again this year um even with the pandemic we sh we have people just buying records and uh i don't know what exactly the whole reasoning for this is uh for most people i know some people like to like buy records and have them as decoration i was listening to Jacob Dylan of the Wallflowers and Bob Dylan's son was on Joe Rogan's podcast last week and uh was talking about vinyl consumption and they were discussing this trend of vinyl outselling CDs. I think it's been doing this for the past two or three years. So it's crazy. Um, and they were discussing why people were buying vinyl with streaming being so uh, big. And if you want a really crisp, you know, good vinyl sound, you need expensive equipment. <laughs> like it's not just getting a turntable from Target and you're you know you're set because that's just this is like real expensive equipment a lot of the 
a lot of needles I've seen use diamonds or um, just interesting materials to get the best sound. So, I mean, for the most for the most part, streaming will offer you a better quality sound. But I see it as a lot of people are getting these vinyls as decoration, uh, sort of myself included. <laughs> Uh, in in our living room, we have a whole wall that is just covered in vinyls, and it, you know it's it's cool looking. Vinyls are are just cool. They're big. Um, it really showcases the album artwork better than CDs and cassettes can, and even um, streaming services. One thing I thought streaming service should always implement is you should be able to click on the picture of the album and view either the inserts that come in the album. You know, like if there's a booklet that came with the CD, like. Why aren't there scanned images of that? And even the backside of the CD, a lot of times that will have like the track list and uh, maybe an exclusive picture of the band or something. So I feel like this is why vinyls are sticking around, vinyl, CDs, and cassettes alike. Um, it's the novelty. It's the physical physicality of it. It's holding it. It's what you get to see that comes with it. So until you know Spotify, Apple Music, and Tidal really catch up with that and start scanning in all those images i don't i don't see these going away anytime soon um just because they are so interesting to look at half the time but moving on the nashville songwriters hall of fame reveals its 2021 inductees uh the list includes amy grant toby keith rhett atkins buddy cannon and john scott Sherrill. Rhett Atkins' songwriter credits include his own That Ain't My Truck, as well as Blake Shelton's Honey Bee, Thomas Rhett's It Goes Like This, and Cannon's songwriter resume is known for Set Em Up Joe by Vern Gosden, I've Come to Expect It From You by George Strait, give it, and Give It Away from George Strait. So George Strait likes to go and get some music from Buddy Cannon, it seems. And Cheryl's hits include Wild and Blue by John Anderson, uh, the Church on Cumberland Road by Shenandoah, and How Long Gone by Brooks and Dunn. So it may fa- it may focus on the country acts, but you cannot deny that these are some of the biggest names in uh, in country. I mean, Toby Keith, he wrote his own songs. You know, he had uh, I Wish I Didn't Know Now What I Didn't Know Then and Should Have Been a Cowboy, but those are great songs. Even if you don't like country, they're just really fun to listen to. <laughs> But we're going to move on to the new album releases this week. The Bare Naked Ladies will be releasing their 16th album, Detour de Force, uh, this Friday. Claro will release Sling. Lord is featured on the lead focus song. And uh, Jack Antonoff of Fun and Bleachers helped produce this album. So that should be an interesting listen. I haven't really listened to Claro too much, but I definitely will be checking out this album. Um, because you cannot deny that the band Fun is fun to listen to. No, they're good. So hopefully uh, Antonoff can do some some magic with Claro. John Mayer uh, is releasing his eighth studio album, Sob Rock. It is described as a blending of various eras. He's got some ballads, and uh, he really focuses more on the pop rock, uh, but intricacies in his guitar playing as well, as he always does. And then Waves is releasing their seventh studio album, Hideaway, facing raving reviews as their most original and varied work yet. So that is something I will definitely be checking out. Um, I've 
really liked Waves since I remember the first time I heard them was uh, all the way back almost 10 years ago when Grand Theft Auto V came out and they had uh, they cut a single just for that game and the two two of the guys from the band were uh, they were DJs on one of the in-game radio stations so I always I've always liked them since that that time and I'm excited to see what they can do as well. We're going to push forward to some good news or random facts, whatever you want to call it. The Foo Fighters changed up their look to cover the Bee Gees' You Should Be Dancing in celebration of Record Store Day. They call themselves the DGs as a nod to frontman Dave Grohl's initials. Grohl went on to say, We started recording the instrumental track, and then I thought, Okay, well I'm going to go out and sing it. And let me tell you, I have never, ever in my life sung like that, but it was the easiest song I have ever sung in my entire life. It is amazing. <laughs> like, the Foo Fighters, they just got that great attitude that you are just, it's infectious. You're like, they're having so much fun doing what they do that you just can't help but like them. And the fact that they're doing disco hits now, I just, I love it. This is, I love Record Store Day in general because I feel like we just get the coolest content every year on this day. So it, it's super exciting to see this happening. But moving on, Barack Obama unveils his 2021 summer playlist featuring the Rolling Stones, Migos, and Drake. Former President Barack Obama released his decade and genre-spanning 2021 summer playlist this past Saturday to help set the tone for the season with the sounds of Rolling Stones and Bob Dylan, as well as newer artists Migos and Drake. Uh, Obama goes on to say on Twitter, With so many folks getting together with family and friends, there's a lot to celebrate this summer. Here's a playlist of songs I've been listening to lately. It's a mix of old and new, household names and emerging artists, and a whole lot in between. Uh, It's a great list to go and listen to. Uh, Definitely let it inspire your own summer playlist. Uh, There's a lot of great hits on there. But we're going to bring it on home. To Florida, this sunshine state, T-Pain, the Florida native, teams up with Lipton Ice Tea in a sitcom-inspired commercial series. The Tallahassee native has teamed up with Lipton Ice Tea to present a series of commercials with heavy 90s sitcom influences, laugh tracks included. There's also a contest in which one entrant will win a cookout with the rapper, among other prizes. That's hilarious. I would love to have a cookout with T-Pain. That sounds like a a great time. He seems like he's got a great attitude. And in an interview with the Orlando Sentinel, he went on to say about how he went on to praise Florida, the Sunshine State, as one of the most important American states for music. Uh, He listed several artists to come out. I believe let's let's pull up this article. I know Tom Petty has come out of Gainesville. Um, And then we have Kodak Black out of Pompano Beach, as well as Rick Ross, who was in Carroll City. Uh, We got Miami natives Uncle Luke and Lil Pump, and Fort Lauderdale native Ski Mask, the Slump God. So lots of interesting, um, inventive artists coming out of Florida. Uh, And circling back to the doors, Jim Morrison is from Melbourne, Florida. (laughs) Just got to say that. But that's going to go ahead and wrap up this week's show. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, Be sure to check out our new Artist Spotlight show, uh, also on the Ace Music Podcast Network. We are editing up two episodes that we'll we'll start releasing. Um, The first episode 
I can go ahead and announce who it will be on. It's a band called Melt out of New York City. Uh, if you haven't heard of them, go ahead and listen to some of their stuff because we'll be going in depth with myself, Simon, and uh, Ryan, our CEO. So that's very exciting. But thank you all so much. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week. And we will talk again next Friday. Thank you.